This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. This movie was deranged. It was not the Krampus I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to be this silly. It was genre defying. It was a comedy, <laughs> kind of. It was a not was it? <laughs> funny comedy. Yeah. It was like all over the map. I have seen. Another Krampus movie that came out, I want to say around 2009, 2010, that's actually like a Scandinavian Krampus movie that plays it very straight, very dark. And I was kind of expecting that going into yeah. this. Although I will say, I chose to read and learn nothing about this before going into it. So there were Same. a lot of surprises. That's kind of what I was expecting for it to be actually scary and a little more true to what Krampus was. Krampus is not a figure who comes down and traps you in a snow globe if you (laughs) misbehave or uh, like in a be careful what you wish for type situation. But he basically just is like a Santa Claus monster that punishes bad children with like a switch or... (laughs) a terrible gift or something like he doesn't do all these crazy things right I'll have to find the name of that movie I watched and send it to you so you can check it out because it's the Scandinavian one that I had watched is really good and has this like giant Krampus monster like frozen in ice like I feel like it takes place in like Norway or Finland or something it's really interesting this one has a lot of familiar faces in it which was also a complete surprise to me (laughs) and kind of why I expected it to be better but uh, we had Toni Collette from Hereditary among all her other great work we love her that was cool to see her yeah Um, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec Mm -hmm. he uh, he's a cutie pie I love him he is he's a good actor and David Koechner from The Office he plays Packard seeing those two guys I should have known that they were going for a lighthearted tone because that's what they do, right? Like, I don't know that I've seen Adam Scott yeah. or Todd in something that is Todd Packard. Todd Packard um, in something yeah. that's not a comedy. Right. I still kept finding myself being taken aback every time there was like a joke or like a really, really goofy scene. I was just like, wait. What? Where where is that coming from? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of figured it out real fast because number one, yes, seeing those two made it pretty obvious that this was not going to be a serious movie. 
And also the music gets mm. playful. Yes. Um, it doesn't take on a very dark tone. And so I was kind of like, all right, so nobody's going to die. Like, <laughs> sort of how I felt <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. No one's going to die today. Which was then funny when people do start getting picked off in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's where tonally I was confused because I was like, this yes. movie's like got its jaunty music and it's got these like you know, National Lampoon Christmas vacation type family dynamics going on between these right. groups of people. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And then there's this monster that's like killing your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a summary so we can dive in. It's Christmas time and we have two families coming together. Sarah and Beth are sisters. Uh, Sarah is our, you know, uptight Martha Stewart picture-perfect Christmas family, uh, and her sister Beth is the kind of MAGA, gun-toting, Hummer-driving <laughs> mess of a family is how they're kind of portrayed, um, with a dash of a drinking Aunt Dorothy in tow and the Angles German grandma around as well. And things fall apart pretty quickly, and the little boy, he makes a wish that Everyone in the family would just go away. He hates them all. He hates Christmas, and he wish, wishes that Christmas is over. And that unintentionally summons the Krampus monster, which then systematically either picks off or kidnaps his family members, as well as some, you know, various people around the neighborhood, along with his gang of really bizarre Christmas demons and elves. They're basically these possessed gingerbread creatures there are these oversized christmas dolls like jack in the box or a teddy bear or an angel that have these like gross demon teeth that are trying to eat <laughs> eat them all yeah and i don't know where those came from right uh, yeah and you know at the end of the story the little boys like I take it all back, of course, right? Because he's because <laughs> yeah. everyone's either been kidnapped or they're they're murdered, and I know uh, he gets thrown into this pit, uh, Christmas hell. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, where it turns out that they're being kept in this snow globe, where his family is going to live in the snow globe for the rest of their days. That's yeah, like he gets his original wish, but it's pretty awful. It's that's just like more plot than I normally give, but you need to know. <laughs> you need to know. You need to know at least you're that because there's so much more in this that just makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I almost spit out my wine. <laughs> <laughs> there's an animated sequence in the middle of this movie, guys. Yes. <laughs> so bizarre. So bizarre. And the kid. Uh, supposedly kicks off this mess by making his wish, tearing up his letter, throwing it in the air. Like that's sort of what I think causes this to start happening. That's Definitely. I think that's what the audience is being told. Yeah. But then when it switches over to the grandmother's narrative, I mean, she was like, Krampus came and took my family because we didn't have the Christmas spirit anymore. And I'm like, that would affect the entire world because most people don't have the fucking Christmas spirit. 
Right. I felt like her story didn't support the story that we were currently watching. It's like she was trying to explain through animated flashback, stop motion, (laughs) animated flashback. Very weird. That she knows the Krampus and that she was orphaned by the Krampus as a girl. I was just like, we're orphans. Okay. German grandma, why did we not maybe warn the family before this when they're so obviously already very tenuously in the Christmas spirit? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess Tony Collette does a good job of setting up her house and decorating and trying to have the Christmas spirit. Maybe the grandma thought it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like you should warn your family. uh, Hey, if you guys don't celebrate Christmas right, Krampus is going to come eat you. I mean, the grandma seemed unimpressed that Sarah had bought store-bought cookies. And I was like, you could give her a little context as to why you think store-bought cookies aren't going to cut it for the Krampus. (laughs) (laughs) Krampus also uh, travels around in a couple of different ways. Like, he hops around on roofs, Mm -hmm. I guess, right? Yeah. And then he also, like, travels underground like a mole. Yeah. I mean, didn't he kind of scoot away? He did. Yeah. He's under the snow. He's on rooftops. Uh, He also has this, like, demented giant sleigh being pulled by Krampus-style reindeer at the very end. Super cool. Reindeer were probably my favorite of all of the creatures. Mm-hmm. I thought the reindeer were really cool because they have like these like skull faces. Oh, man. I could just talk for days about the special effects in this movie. I watched the um, <laughs> because I buy all these movies. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't rent them because I usually rewatch them. But I watched the behind the scenes uh, Weta Workshop special feature and they it was it's like about 10 15 minutes I forget and they talk about all the practical effects that they use and it shows how they built the puppets and I didn't realize how much of this movie is practical effects I think the only major character that is CGI are the gingerbread men I mean oh, that okay. those toys are puppets wow that's really yeah. cool yeah that's really yeah. cool that makes more sense why they don't change. We were talking about it while we were watching it and confused, you know, why are their mouths not moving? Why are they doing these things? But knowing that they're kind of static puppets being used for practical effects make, would make more sense. Yes and no. I, You know, I, 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 I thought all of the creature design was beautiful. I thought it was really fun looking and scary and you could tell a lot of love went into the the puppets. But they're very, they can move a lot. Like that mm-hmm. bear, for example, attacking. I mean, the eyes roll around, mm-hmm. the head turns, the the mouth moves up and down, the body can twist and they can't make the Krampus's mouth close. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you That's doing? True. <laughs> That was the only thing that bugged me about the practical effects was that Grandpa's mouth is always hanging open. And I just imagine like all this drool <laughs> coming out of his mouth at all times, <laughs> like icicles or something. What did you think of the overall design or like look of the Krampus? Oh, cool. I loved it. Honestly, I, I really did love the way Krampus looked other than him closing his mouth. <laughs> 
I liked the the way he looked too because he was this kind of monstrous blend of demon and our I- modern idea of what a Santa Claus looks like because he has right. this human-esque face that's kind of distorted and very mask-like, these huge horns and these like cloven hooved, you know, feet. Um, so I thought that I thought that that was really cool. I was also glad that they kind of held back from showing us him until pretty close to the very end. Yeah, you get some nice visuals, but only snippets of him. Like you see his feet when the daughter is laying under the car um, and they're huge. He's got huge feet. And just seeing that is is pretty scary. Um, And then you'll catch like a glimpse of his horns or his shadowy figure in the distance. But you don't get a lot of detail till the end. And Mm -hmm. um, up close, he's a really, really beautiful piece of work, I think. (laughs) With his goat pupils. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very cool. Creepy. Yeah. The the creatures are wild. I wasn't expecting a little horde of CGI gingerbread men crawling all over (laughs) getting eaten by the family dog (laughs) i thought it was pretty funny when the kid run of course like this this kid this cousin is just dead he's got like this dead stare and he looks like brain dead right and so this (laughs) this cookie is hanging down the chimney on a chain and he sees it and of course the first thing he does is get up and go over and take a bite out of it oh yes who takes a bite out of Strange food coming down one's chimney. What an idiot. I know, right? (laughs) Did you have bad experiences like this with your family at holiday gatherings? No. So when I was growing up as a kid on both my mom and my dad's side of the family, we were always close with family. You know, I had cousins on both sides. And we saw them regularly outside of the holiday season. We lived near each other. We spent time together. And so there wasn't that awkward exchange of like, oh, I'm related to you and I'm supposed to be friends with you. And now I have to spend time with you for 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't really relate to that kind of family dynamic when they show little kids like having to deal with their bully older younger cousins. What about you? Yeah, it's very home alone. I, 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 same. We didn't, we didn't have bad relationships with our family. We weren't as close with our cousins as it sounds like you were. Really only saw them at holidays most of the time. Most of the time. I think as we got older, we saw each other less and less. But I think at worst, maybe we thought each other were weird. But we were nice to each other. We got along. We sat at the kids' table together and made fun of our families. And it was overall pretty, pretty okay. Um, And, you know, I think this movie is trying to take a caricature of what's going on in America or what has been going on in America over the past few years uh, as of late and just show opposite dichotomies having to deal with each other. Um, mm-hmm. at Christmas, I, I don't, I, and I, some parts of this felt over the top where other parts felt pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I thought letting that kid 
read that letter at dinner was ridiculous. I couldn't believe nobody said anything. I know. I I mean, of course, they're always like playing it up for the drama and the laughs. Yeah. But it was really frustrating to see the cousins being so like outright cruel <laughs> to this little yeah. boy who just like wants to write a letter to Santa and no adult intervention. I don't know if it was like a, right. oh, kids are going to be kids and they're going to work it out themselves or what, but it was sad to me. Yeah. I thought so too. And the aunt was really crappy. You know, she comes over and complains about the food that they've made and the decorations that have gone up and boy, that pissed me off. Uh, Zach, um, Zach likes to do holidays a little special, like do things a little bit differently. And um, he puts a lot of work into his food that he makes. Mm-hmm. It We don't really do traditional food. We don't do the ham. Um, we don't do the mac and cheese like, like we're kind of used to. And uh, man, if somebody came over and gave him shit for his prep, I would just be furious. <laughs> it's it's so much work. Yeah, they're just so antagonistic from the get-go, right? They show up at the house and they're like, "Oh, it's like Martha Stewart threw up in here and oh, yeah. you you made all this fancy food like that no one can pronounce." And it's like, "Has no one taught you how to be polite?" Like I feel like right. that's that's just like the basic missing component here is like no one knows how to be a polite guest and it does kind of endear you more to this like more uptight family because you're like it does you're like oh you know even if they're trying to just seem a certain way um and it's a little bit much like they're putting in effort like they're still trying to do it you know yeah and then there's there's some other moments that are a little more natural I thought like the family they in general get along when they go to try to rescue the daughter you know at that point I think because there's some trauma then they start lightening up a little bit and not giving each other so much shit for being different oh my gosh and that's when it actually start to felt like a real family relationship yeah that's what made me feel like this is a Christmas movie <laughs> was yes. because I was like, oh, they're trauma bonding and <laughs> it's forcing them to work together and it's forcing them to see eye to eye because they have to work together to save each other. And then they're taking the moments to be like, you're a good mom or like, oh, I'm sorry I called you a pussy or whatever he says <laughs> to the dad. <laughs> so I guess we should talk through whether this is holiday or horror and I don't know where to start oh my gosh (laughs) I I know I almost feel like we need like a third and a fourth category for right you know family dynamics and also comedy because I felt like this movie was trying to have its hand in every cookie jar Uh, I want to start I want to start with Christmas all right well Krampus is actually a Christmas figure. <laughs> it is. And so, so I did put it under Christmas and horror. Yes. Yeah. They get they get a point for that on both sides. I like that the movie just even starts with a modified uh production house logo. Um they've got the universal yes. logo and it's all snowy. Uh I kind of like when movies Me modify too. their leading up materials to fit the tone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so the tone they're going for here is from start to finish, this is 
set in the Christmas snowy season. I enjoy that too. I, I like those little flourishes. And it was funny that they chose to do that for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the start. Because not every movie gets that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was an interesting choice too that the start of this movie wasn't with either of the families, but was a Christmas carol playing over scenes of Black Friday shopping oh and other general holiday misery. <laughs> yes. So we get that it's going to be a miserable holiday, but these are all like very iconic elements of Christmas season. Black Friday. Have you ever done a Black Friday? I have not. Have you? I have. I've done a couple and they are crazy. I mean, they 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 aren't quite as bad as what we see in this movie. Like I, I don't I don't remember seeing people running like over other people and ripping apart stuffed animals, you know. People are usually fighting over big stuff like TVs and uh, game consoles and things like that. Yeah, I went. I went in high school. I that's how I got my boyfriend his GameCube for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> when I was little, my parents would take me and my sister to like special toy announcements. Okay. Um, there was one special edition GI Joe that came out one year, for example, and it was limited supply. You could only take so many. And so they took us and there was a huge crowd outside of Target. And there, as soon as the doors open, they're like, go between the legs. <laughs> so they sent my sisters. Yeah. In like scrambling in to grab as many of these GI Joes as we could. That's just so toys. Funny. It's just so funny. Yeah. Oh. It's I uh I think it's a a fun thing to partake in once just because it's insane. But um I do feel awful for anybody who has to work on Black Friday. I do too. I haven't participated in the Black Friday in-person shopping. I have participated in some of the other things that they showcase like Santa photos. Uh, I thought it was funny, you yes. know, kid, kids crying during Santa photos. It's such a thing at this point. Uh, they <laughs> I don't know why we fight it. <laughs> I know. They showed a Christmas play. You know, there's always like a nativity nativity play or some kind of Christmas talent showcase type thing going on. I, and just every, every shot is, um, you know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas playing over just shot after shot of the most miserable faces you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. All of the villains are uh, Christmas figures like we talked about earlier. There's mm -hmm. the gingerbread men and the toys, angels, things like that. Mm -hmm. We also mentioned that, you know, it's Christmas time. So there's a family gathering, of course, and family bonding. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's very Christmassy. Yeah. We, the house is decorated to the nines. Um, we see other neighbors' houses are decorated in this neighborhood. There's present opening. There's a letter to Santa. Like, there's a lot of holiday stuff really packed into this movie. From start to finish. Mm -hmm. Even the music themes are Christmas songs. And at the very end, when... You know, the little boy does get his wish and Krampus is like, yeah, I'm going to give you 
Christmas forever that you're just going to live with your family <laughs> for eternity is very Christmassy, I guess. <laughs> I I stuck that one under horror because the idea of being trapped in a globe with my family for all eternity seems pretty horrific to me. But I I, I did write down that there was a lesson learned at the end of this and that puts it in holiday and I think the lesson is be careful what you wish for that's a good that's a good lesson I think my lesson was um don't complain about things Um, (laughs) wish for more wishes yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like there was a lot of like the holidays have this two sides of one coin where you want this season to be as magical and beautiful as possible. And then that makes people tense and nervous and irritable because they're standing in long lines trying to make things happen. They lose their shit when people fight. Um, People feel like they need to make barbs at other people when they're not celebrating the holidays the way that they would celebrate them. And so this movie, I was like, oh yeah, they're kind of leaning into, if not horror, at least like Maybe some of the more negative aspects of the holidays, right? It's like the holidays are great and beautiful and magical, but they're also like times of very intense stress for a lot of people. It's like the type of holiday movie similar to Christmas with the Cranks. Mm -hmm. Like it's about the shitty parts of the season, but it still is a holiday movie in that sense. What about all the horror elements? Because there's also a lot. So (laughs) many. I was like, this German grandma, Omi, at the beginning, I was like, Omi has something up her sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's something like mystical about her almost because she's a little mysterious and she speaks German even though she understands English. I thought that was so Uh, funny. Interesting choice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is fine, but interesting. (laughs) There's also a lot of guns on Christmas. That's not normal. Yeah, our, our conservative side of the family came came packing. <laughs> Actually, and it was a good thing because uh, it ended up being a pretty awful experience and they, they came in handy. Um, there were <laughs> monsters everywhere, which is kind of horrific. Truly. They're trapped. They're trapped in their house in the middle of a blizzard. It's, yes. it's awful. Blizzard summoned by... You know, this boy tearing up his letter to Santa in anger, he like throws it out the window and it floats up to the sky and it pulls in this insane blizzard that causes this power outage. It's basically a whiteout outside of their house. Like no one will be able to leave this place. And the daughter wants to go find her boyfriend because he's not texting her. I I want to presume it's because... They must be inside the snow globe already. I, I'm not exactly sure how that timeline worked in this movie, but she she wants to go talk to her boyfriend and the parents let her go. Kate, you grew up in a snowy place. Would would you have no. been able to go no. in high school? I, I don't think they would have let me go. I assumed that he wasn't texting back because when the two dads got to the boyfriend's house, the fireplace was all torn up and it looked Mm -hmm. like maybe the Krampus had come and, you know, there was a gingerbread knifed to the fridge. And so I assumed that like they had already been 
killed or kidnapped by the Krampus. Yeah, I I was confused by that because I thought Krampus was summoned by this kid. And so it would stay contained to that family. But it looked, yeah, it looked like Krampus was going hog wild on the entire town. And I didn't quite understand why. I mean, yeah, that's sort of what happened to the grandma, right? Right. I think that, yeah, because we see the the boyfriend's house, but also there's the DHL driver, there's the snowplow driver. It just kind of seems like as he's coming, yeah, like as he's like coming into town, he's just kind of laying waste like as he goes through the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very fair. I know. Yeah. It's like this little boy (laughs) summoned him in and it's like too bad neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it was it was just a little confusing to me because at the end, I know they end up in a snow globe. So does that mean everything outside of them goes back to normal? Like, was what they were seeing just part of their dimension? Like, I, I just, in general, that part was fuzzy to me. But I get what you're saying. Totally. Yeah, I don't think it's very clear because, I mean, the the stinger at the end when the little boy is, you know, begging for Krampus to just give them Christmas back as he's being <laughs> held over the fiery pits of the North Pole. Like, who knows, right? Like, what is he being held over? The earth, like, opens up and it's like, yeah, yeah, it looks like hell. <laughs> Mordor. And, yeah. <laughs> and he drops him into it. And then it seems like it was all a dream, right? And I was like, don't, gi- don't give us that. Like, don't give us that fake yeah. out that it was all a dream. And it's worse than that, you know, they, they figure out in kind of a cool way, it seems like all of them like seem to remember that like something had happened. Like they have these echoes of like memories of fighting this monster uh, and they're sitting there kind of silently at Christmas morning. uh, And then it zooms out and you realize that their, their house alone is one of many snow globes that the Krampus is just keeping as a collection. It's very men in black. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly what the rest of the world looks like. I mean, I don't know if, you know, everyone else wakes up on Christmas Day and they're just like, oh, that whole family went missing. And right. also there's a dead DHL driver <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the little boy summons him by hating on Christmas, but what did the rest of the town do? Like, is the rest of the town also going through this sort of thing? So um, So it just didn't align with the grandma story. Yeah. Yeah. And little things like that, I think, are just what added to the general confusion in this movie, that along with the mixed approach to the tone, just sort of left me with a general sense of confusion while watching but I agree what really saved this movie for me was the practical effects I think super cool I'll have to watch that behind the scenes because I didn't watch it I rented this movie and I fin- I a day later I'm still wondering like what the fuck did I watch because it was <laughs> so all over the place do you know yeah. what genre you would put it into well, I hadn't figured it out prior to us recording. I 
really, really, really felt, strongly felt that this is like a 50-50 split. If we had to choose between holiday and horror, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, they, they, it seems very much both to me. And so if I have to pick one, I'm going to call it a holiday film because, okay. and, and only for this reason, I probably would not rewatch this unless it was around the holidays. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I I think that for me, this is probably a little on the side of horror, although just barely. I don't know if it does a particularly good job of horror or Christmas for me. <laughs> like, I think I, I want it to be better at both, but I think that because of the ending – that kind of like existential nightmare that they're now trapped in a snow globe forever. I was like, that feels more like a horror movie to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually a pretty scary ending. I thought the ending was pretty good, honestly. It was much different than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I think that I would have firmly put this in the holiday category had they woken up and everything was fine. I'm glad it didn't go that way. <sighs> I am so mixed on whether or not to recommend this to people. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 67%, which is egregious, in my opinion. (laughs) It's really unfair when you think of the score it gave Black Christmas, which we talked about last week and thought was really good. Yes. (laughs) I agree. Weird. Um, I, I don't know if I recommend it or not either. You know, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible movie, actually. It's just confusing. But if you like dark comedies... And you like Christmas movies, I think you'll like it. It's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. I think like give it a shot. Maybe going into it knowing that it's kind of funny, kind of horror, kind of Christmas. Um, I bet if you like watched a trailer for it, <laughs> you would feel like that's maybe the tone they're going for. I mean, it definitely gives you a lot to talk and think about, especially if you watch it with a group of people, because there's just so many WTF moments in this movie. <laughs> so yeah, I think if you're gonna watch this. You know, definitely maybe have some some spiked eggnog in your hand and a group of friends to watch it with uh, for all of that fun color commentary. Well, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this very special short season and that your holidays are as minimally spooky as possible. And if you have some favorite holiday horror movies that you would love to see us cover next year, uh, give us a shout because there are so many that we could have done and this was just a small little taste happy holidays and we hope that krampus does not visit you this was not quite dead check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on instagram at not quite dead podcast and on twitter at nqd underscore podcast follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com thanks for listening and happy watching